Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? <laughs> good. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. That's always fun uh, when we do a podcast because we start offline talking French and then we switch directly into English when we hit record. So that's <laughs> I know. always kind of funny. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it feels so unnatural when we switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. We need some time for the brain to to get used to speak English instead of. Of French, but yeah, and my right. and my English is probably that. a bit rusty because I I've been talking mostly French for the last I don't know few months. So sorry for my uh, bad accent and and mistaken English. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I guess we should introduce you before continuing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. I mean, you've been on the podcast before, so yeah. people who have been listening a long time have already heard you. So yeah, uh, hey people, my name is uh, Xavier, uh, I'm a Hindi hacker for the lab. So I, I've been doing Hindi hacker, Hindi hacking for three years now. Um, and I on my own uh, for the last uh, 18 months. I uh, started with a six project in six months challenge. Uh, and now I'm focusing in growing the few uh, projects that are grow, um that was growing from the, the challenge and also uh, creating some more project on the side. I'm trying to focus more on SaaS business right now. Uh, during the six, six in six, uh, I did a lot of, uh, you know, info product because it was like super uh, easy to build and, uh, and to deliver. Uh, but now I'll try to think a bit more long-term and trying to do a, a SaaS product. Right. Yeah, but at least you've done the right thing where you start with marketing first. Yeah, so yeah, that was so so that was my big big focus during the six and six. Uh, I wanted to learn how to do marketing, and I wanted to focus way more on marketing than than coding or, or building, uh, because my so I started my career as a developer, so I know how to build stuff, um, and 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 I wanted to learn how to sell uh, way more than building. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are what is the SaaS that you're trying to build? Oh, the new so, stuff? so yeah, yeah. So I, I'm trying to build two SaaS right now. Um, the first one, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, two SaaS. <laughs> one one is a um, was in is is a web application for developers. Uh, so I, I co-founded it with my uh, friend of mine. Uh, which is also an old developer, like he's, he's like 50 and I am 40. So we, you know, we, we spend a lot of time coding and, and we, we tried a lot of productivity apps and stuff. And, and we, we are always not so happy with the productivity apps because they, they are okay to improve your productivity, but they also generate kind of anxiety uh, as a developer. And I, I guess it's also a lot of you know part of the work uh, of of coding because you do like complex stuff you always feel like you're too slow or you're too dumb because you didn't see the obvious mistake in the inside your code this kind of stuff and and so we we are trying to create something that will help you to get through your day uh, so you know task management but also improve improve your wellness and reduce your anxiety so that's the first one it's called uh, focus plus focus plus.io uh, and then the second one is a um, 
is basically um, a content content creator tool for LinkedIn. Uh, so like uh, you can schedule posts, uh, get stats, and everything. And and it's but it's uh, not live yet. Even not even even not on beta yet. Uh, just building it right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's the two sets that I'm working on. Uh, Are you also building that one with the same co-founder? No, it's another co-founder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, I build also. So I I also have a, a job board called Remote Fair for French developers that want to be uh, fully remote. Um, and it's not a SaaS. It's more like a premium newsletter kind of. So so that's my main focus for now. So three three product. Yeah, because one is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, yeah, I have so 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 much pain to say no. Uh, I have too many ideas. Uh, I love I love working on stuff with friends, basically. So when I met someone that I like and then say, okay, we tr- we should try this one, I I couldn't say no. <laughs> okay. And and also because because it's super fun. Uh, I love to switch context. I love it. Sometimes. Sometimes I feel like uh, I'm doing too much, or not, not I'm not focusing. That I mean I should focus way more, but uh, yeah, I don't know. For now, I I just love building several stuff uh, in parallel. That's super fun, so I continue to do it. And Wait, you have to you have to tell me what the secret is, like because I I also come up with ideas all the time, and I want to work on a bunch of stuff at the same time. But when I try, I I can't do it. Like I, okay. I'm only productive if I'm focusing on one thing at a time. Yeah. So I'm trying to focus on one thing at a time, uh, but I try to um, to split my days into focus period, uh, if, if that makes sense, like a few hours. And okay. and when I start a new, <coughs> sorry, when I start a new focus time, I'm I try to decide which action will have the most impact and it can be on project one or project two or project three doesn't matter uh, for me and i don't have any pain yeah i mean switching context is not not hard for me i can do it quite easily but of course i need to i mean if you need to develop like a feature on uh, like coding and stuff so it requires a lot of focus then i will do the feature and i will end it and then switch I cannot switch from you know the middle of a task to another task. Right. But uh, if you like split your task small enough, then you can switch easily between uh, between projects. Okay. What's the secret for that? Because I'm incapable of doing it. Really? Once a week, I I write down what's the most important things I need to be working on. But there these huge like vague like descriptions like oh implement this feature. Yeah. Uh, how do you break that down into like a hundred tasks? Yeah, that's that stuff. Um, so that's one of the feature of Focus Plus actually, uh, okay. and, and that's that's based on the Pomodoro technique. Do you know the Pomodoro technique? Yeah. Yeah. So the the so the basic of the Pomodoro technique is you should have task no bigger than twenty five minutes, or I mean I mean up to one hour. And so, what I'm doing, I'm I'm, I'm writing uh, I'm writing a task, 
like uh, build this feature and then I have to estimate the time for the feature. So it can be like, I don't know, four hours or one day or two days. But I cannot do that because I have to put only task like uh, that takes less than an hour. So I try to so I try to split it. So it's I mean I don't know like uh, implement uh, a feature number one. Then I probably have like a couple of or even even more sub features, right? So I try to split the big feature into small ones, like super technical, and then I do it until I got like sub features that are small enough to fit in my one hour time slot, kind of. Uh, it's it's estimation, of course. So sometimes it takes more, sometimes it takes less, and 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 then and then yeah, and then start working on it. Um, uh, I think I think that's what I was doing wrong. Like I I've tried the Pomodoro, and I I definitely like it because it 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 gets you started. Like you know, because oh, that mental block, you think, yeah. oh, it's only going to be twenty five minutes. So you just start and you just work on it. And if any distraction comes up, you just ignore it. I'll, you know, write it down. I'll, I'll deal with it in 25 minutes. Yeah. But my problem was that five minute break afterwards. Like if I'm in a state of flow and I'm deep in the code, like I did not want to take a break. Yeah. So, so then I would skip the break. <laughs> yeah. And then so continue. What, that's also one thing that we identified uh, as, a, as a pain of using Pomodoro technique. Uh, with focus plus so now we created like a non-blocking pomodoro it's meaning that okay. you so you you can choose the length length of your uh, pomodoro session so it can be like 25 minutes but you can do like 50 minutes if you want to and at the end of the the 50 minutes you will receive like a sound notification telling you that the period is over but it will continue to you know count down until you click on I have been I'm done with this task. So instead of instead of getting off your keyboard and having to uh, stop the Pomodoro or the the, the, the timer, uh, the code timer will continue to to count until you decide to stop. And so that's super cool because uh, you keep uh, you keep track of, of time during the Pomodoro. So that's probably one of the best features, but you don't have to, you know, forced you to stop or, or get off the flow. You can continue into your flow uh, because, you, uh, I mean, when you are coding something or creating something, uh, you, you estimate the time to 25 minutes, but sometimes it takes 35 or 45 and it's okay. Always. I mean, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so that's why you created uh, this kind of stuff. So after 25 minutes, you got a notification and then every 10 minutes, we have a, you have a reminder, just a sound notification telling you that now it's so first notification at 25 and then 35. Oh, it's 35 now. Maybe you should take a break. Now it's 45, and so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I like I like that idea. Yeah. So I could see. So um. So as I told you before the um, the the recording, uh, we recreated the MVP with this ID, and and then we uh. But that was super ugly and pretty hard to use, but I still using it only for this feature, actually. And that's the number one feature that I love because it's, it, it helps me so much to keep track of time. Um, you know, okay. because if you, sometimes you're, you're going uh, in a coding session and then you, you code for two hours, three hours, and after three hours you are 
totally like tired and stuff and you need like a big big break and i feel like if i go like three times 50 minutes with five minute break between them then at the end of the three hours i'm, I'm way more capable of continue working on stuff instead of if i had like three hours straight session um okay. so yeah that's why i continue to use the my ugly ui ux focus please <laughs> 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 but I'm working on it. Yeah, we we are working on a new version. So, okay. So, you did what a lot of people said never to do. Like you redesigned the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. We and yeah we it. Yeah, yeah, we made a big mistake. I think. Um, so I co-founded it with a with a friend of mine, and he's he's a he's a freelancer. So he's he's got a nine nine to five uh, job, and so he's doing it on the side. So we spent something like. I don't know, like one day a week working on this. And after a few months, we launched the MVP, created a community. Uh, the product was super ugly, but quite functional. Uh, but so we had like, I don't know, like 50 users testing the product, something like this. But the churn was huge because of the, so because of the UI UX, I think it's really hard to, to use on the daily basis because it's like kind of, kind of painful. So we decided to redesign the whole thing, right? So we hired a designer, freelance one, uh, to redesign the whole uh, experience. We also did this because it's a super competitive market, the productivity focus app for developers. And, yeah. and we saw that if we want to enter the market with an ugly product, it will never work uh, because there is a lot of alternatives, like competition. But that was like a, that was kind of a mistake because uh, it took three months, two to three months for the designer to redesign the, the UI UX. And now, and so we totally lose the motivation of working on the product uh, because when the designer, while the designer was working, uh, we cannot develop stuff because it didn't make any sense uh, at the time. We couldn't do any marketing because we don't have any launch date or due date on anything. So we kind of stopped working on it for a few months. And then now that we have the new UI UX, we have to restart working on it. And it's like, it takes a, a huge effort to restart because now we have a huge to-do list. <laughs> we have to redo kind of everything. And um, yeah, that's that right. stuff. I don't know if it was, if it was the right decision um yeah maybe not i don't know that's also something i learned during my hindi hacker journey uh, because when i started it i was a lot into ship ship super fast uh, even even ship ship uh, like shitty stuff to see <laughs> what happens yeah ship shit to see what happens and the more i do it the more i i think that uh there will be place for quality product. Um, and so it's okay to wait a bit to ship something like super quality, uh, not perfect, but you know, something really, really good. And as a Hindi hacker or solopreneur, you can live from a good, good product because there is always some space for good products. Um, so yeah, I kind of changed my mind during the last two years or so about this. I mean, yeah, it, de it depends, right? Like, like I know we're perfectionists, right? So we say, okay, this this is a shitty product. Like, 
and we think we assume that's why everyone's churning but is, yeah is that what people were saying like oh there's too many bugs i'm that's why i'm not using it anymore or that's the thing about shitty product is you don't get so much feedback right because the people try it <laughs> and then and then stop stop using it uh super fast and then they don't even stay in the community that much uh or the you know you can try to get touch with them but it's super hard uh, it's easy when you have a good product with good retention with you know super happy customers always super easy but when you have non-happy customers then it's super hard to have some feedback so yeah i, I don't know um so yeah, we had we had some feedback about the bad UX for sure, uh, more than the UI, but the UX was kind of painful. You know, even creating a task, it take it took like a few clicks to create something like a simple task. It was like okay. su super boring on the long term. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I cannot tell you if it's a, a good if it was a good choice or not. Um, maybe I will in a, in a few months when we launch we launch the stuff and <laughs> we launch Focus Plus right. and see if we get like huge traction and, and become like a, a unicorn from <laughs> in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, like, like you said, it's super competitive, right? There's so many yeah. productivity tools or or just to do lists or yeah. Um, so how do you how are you different and then like what's the switching cost? Because everyone's already everyone already has a system. Yeah. And and how hard is it to switch over? And if they switch over, are they locked in? Can they get their data out if they ever decide to switch elsewhere? Yeah. So, yeah, we don't want to compete with um, to-do list um, because there is a lot of to-do list actually that do this this trick pretty good. What we want to do is really help you to to organize and plan your day. So you can. So the idea is more to create some connectors between to-do list application and Focus Plus, than creating okay. your competitor of of to-do list or a Trello or this kind of stuff. And and also there is a lot of competition, but I'm not sure there is a lot of competition. In the in the sector of wellness for developers maybe because uh that's not a thing and we are like totally full but uh yeah i don't think so i i think i think anxiety and and mental mental health of developers is kind of bad uh sometimes and and nobody really tackled that i think uh, i don't know about you but i i haven't found any application that could help me reduce my anxiety or my yeah, um, my feeling of of being totally dumped because uh, because I I'm I mean I mean maybe it's because we are working with computers or we are trying to tell computers what to do, what we do, what to do, and the computer is super fast and we are kind of slow sometimes, uh, and it creates some I don't know do 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 you have the same feeling or this this kind of anxiety of being too slow or it is something that's ring a bell with yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, each time I estimate how long something is going to take, I'm way off. Right? I yeah. Go, oh yeah, I'll I'll build this feature in a day, and it takes me a whole week. <laughs> oh yeah, just you know, oh I got I got two hours to spare. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this one task, and 
I don't finish it in two hours. Yeah, and uh, and do you feel bad about it? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. There's definitely moments where I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm just not productive. I, yeah. Yeah. And did you try something to overcome this this feeling? Or did you did you try a lot of systems to reduce it in a way or this kind of stuff? Yeah, when it, um, I mean, I guess how I deal with that kind of negative talk <clears throat> is, is like through meditation, like through. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's how usually I deal with it, or or I go to judo and flip some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, okay, that's that's funny because I think that nobody really talks about it. Uh, about this and and the more I, uh, I talk with developers especially all developers like not some someone that is coding for like two years but someone who is coding for 10 years because when you start your career you think that it's because you are you are junior you don't know how to code yet this kind of stuff so right. that's why you're slow and the more you code and the more you understand that no no it's just you <laughs> that is slow that's not that's not about experience of anything that's just how the developer work is and and yeah that's that stuff and nobody really talks about it uh, and yeah so that's why we we started to to work on focus plus and and basically basically also uh redesign the old stuff is not really a, a mistake because we don't have so much expectation with focus plus what we want to do is create the perfect tool for ourselves first. Um, uh, because, and as I told you, I, I use the ugly version on a daily basis and I will be super happy with the new version that we less painful on, on the daily basis. So if we can create the perfect tool for ourselves first, then we go live and try to have some customers. But, but first, yeah, we want to, to do it for, for, for ourselves. Okay. Okay. I mean that, that that definitely helps me better understand what what its mission is and what what's going to do, because yeah. when you first talked about it on on the podcast last time, and from what I've seen on Twitter, to me it was like the second you say productivity tool, you know, like yeah. I go, oh, I do not want to switch tools again. Like I have already switched a hundred times in the last thirty years, yeah, <laughs> or whatever, you know. Like I'm always switching, and often that's that's just a way to procrastinate it's switching tools. Yeah. Yeah. So you try to be disciplined about it. No, I'm not switching. I'm keeping my to do's where they are now. And yeah, I, I think that my marketing around focus plus is, is, is not good at all. Uh, I'm not pushing it super hard for now, but yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of shy. I think to, to speak about wellness for developers, um, I don't know why. Maybe it sounds like bullshit or this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, you, you're, you're totally right. As soon as I start to to talking about productivity, uh, I think I totally screw up the message and the uh, and uh, the mission of Focus Plus. Um, right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I should talk more about being better and uh, yeah, reduce anxiety. This kind of stuff. For sure. I mean, I think that's definitely going to resonate with people because, like you say, 
most develop I mean most developers are guys so right away yeah. <laughs> they don't share their feelings and <laughs> they, they just bottle stuff in yeah. uh, so like talking talking about those things like will resonate with people and oh do do you have uh, do you have in Canada or in Quebec uh, the thing about developers talking to um, go in the countryside and 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 do totally something totally different of being a coder because in, in France we have uh, this expression uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise some um, some uh, chickens uh, or you know <laughs> I'm, screw this developer stuff uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna raise some chicken or Absolutely. some goats yeah, do we have this kind of stuff <laughs> also in Canada yeah yeah in my first job my my boss. Who was uh who was like a CTO, like he was a developer. Like whenever he was frustrated, he was like, "Ah, oh, je m'avais found des bananes sur la plage." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I just want to go and sell bananas on the beach. Like <laughs> I'm done with this career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's super common in, in our jobs. So that's funny, uh, and I think it's. It's something. It's, it has something to do with uh, you know the wellness and the anxiety of the of the of the yeah. work. Uh, so yeah, yeah, my my daughter is is in uh, university in software engineering. Okay. And uh, and she's part of the co-op. So every every year she does one session where it's a working session. So it's a paid stage or internship. Um, so like now she's started her very first one internship, and yeah, there's days where she just feels like beat up like like i've been working on this bug all day i can't figure out how to fix it yeah yeah and she feels all those emotions like oh my god they must think i'm useless and i don't want to bother them with too many questions but of course she's she's a junior but especially in, as an indie hacker like i i feel that all the time because i don't have a, a mentor or like a yeah a senior de developer that I can turn to and say, "Hey, I'm stuck." <laughs> oh, that's that's something I wanted to talk with you actually, uh, because uh, yeah, I, I have the same feeling. So we are indeed solo founders, so we are we are super solo. <laughs> and how do you? So when you need when you need advice or um, yeah, if you're stuck somewhere, how do you handle this? Do you talk to people? Do you try to go into like communities and stuff? How do you? Yeah, um, I have one really close friend who who's like a rock star software architect. So when I'm really stuck, I'll go to him. Okay. Uh, but otherwise, I it I never ask publicly, like on forums or or Stack Overflow. I I never, yeah. I I think I've never done it. Ask for technical help. And and for. Like for business help, like I don't know, marketing or strategy or sales or whatever. How do you do it? Um, yeah, like that. I I do have a few a few indie hacker friends that I've made through Twitter or okay. other places, and uh, yeah, sometimes there there are times where I'm just I feel stuck and I'll just reach out and say, hey, do you want to chat? And we'll we'll just do like a one hour call and yeah, okay. talk it through. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that stuff. Uh, I I do the same actually. I have a few friends that I can call and, and ask questions about, 
marketing, not not that much about code, uh, but yeah, marketing or business. Yeah. And uh, I wonder, I, mean, I wonder if <laughs> there's something there, right? Like, why why don't we ask for help for technical stuff? Like, yeah, like for business, I don't know. For some reason, I'm I don't I don't feel ashamed to not know everything about business or marketing. Like, it's like yeah, I, help me out. I don't know what to do here. And and like, for, for 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 tech, you're ashamed of asking question where you're more yeah exactly it's like mm. no i should know this i've been doing this for years and <laughs> yeah 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 i'm doing this for years and i still don't know how to uh, write down a, a for loop or you know <laughs> each condition <laughs> so i have to google it every time yeah 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 that that stuff i, I think there is a lot of um uh ego in into like uh the developer worlds and uh all this old tech industry i don't know how your daughter is is uh about it yeah is is feeling about it um i talk uh, uh, with a with a girl on my french podcast about uh you know being a, a friend uh, a f- female developer yeah yeah and and yeah it's still pretty full of ego of i'm i'm the best i don't need nobody i can do it on my own uh, you are noob, uh, this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my daughter as like at school while she was, while she was in, in the, in the class for her programming classes. Yeah. She said all the time how the, the guys are always like, always say they know what they're doing. Like they, they always know the answer in quotes, right? Like yeah. they, and, uh, and the girls are more like, no, I, I don't know how to do that. But more often, the guys will just say they know how, even though they don't. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are full of bu- uh, bullshit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it can resonate with the, you know, India Curse movement. When, when you see people uh, building some super, super complex stuff, even though they don't have any customers, but they want to create like, you know, a big stuff that can scale, that can handle a million of requests per, per second, this kind of, this kind of bullshit stuff. And, but they, yeah, they don't do any, any revenue yet, but they need to have the perfect perf- solution that they made by earth, by them, by themselves with, without yeah. any library because library is for sucker, this kind of stuff. <laughs> exactly it has to be vanilla javascript (laughs) yeah full of bullshit (laughs) yeah okay so so yeah when we have the the very first version of focus plus i will will send it to you i'd be happy to have your your feedback and uh and and see if it helps you into your uh, day-to-day life yeah um i had a question about the designer that you hired like like so so you had a designer working on it for three months. Like, did you did you pay them or did you have to give them equity? Like, that, no, that no, sounds no. expensive to me. So yeah, I paid I paid a guy. So we paid a guy. Uh, it was a friend of my co-founder actually, um, and he spent officially he spent three days, but I think he spent more like uh, no five days something, and he made the whole uh, UI and UX. And he also did uh, a prototype 
with Svelte. So it basically code the front end without all the logic and database and stuff. But um, so no, no, that was pretty, pretty, pretty quickly done. I mean, only a few days. But as he's a he's a freelancer on on uh, so again he's a freelancer so he had a nine to five, so okay. he did this during weekends and nights, so he took uh, yeah maybe two to three months, in total. Oh my okay, because yeah because that's one part that I find I struggle the most, like design you mean? Yeah, design and or or even. Even because I, I use Bootstrap most of the time so that I don't have to think much about design. Okay. But even with Bootstrap, like I don't know which components to use and how to lay them out and yeah. what kind of text to put around it. And like it's it's where I struggle the most. And it's where I'll I'll always be way off when I try to estimate. Like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna create this new importer. I just need like five screens for it. Uh, oh, that should take me a few days. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, nope. l- yeah, lately uh, I bought uh, Tailwind UI. I don't know okay. if you know it. And yeah. that's really, really good. Um, because you have a ton of components, pre made components that you can fill up with your text. And uh, and so I made, so I, I redesigned completely remote uh, my job board, remotefr.com. And, and it took me. Uh, like a few days to totally redesign the the, the website um, for you know a few pages and stuff. It was super super quick, and um, so yeah, if you can try it, you should. I think um, if you like Tailwind, because it's so like you like what what would be the difference between that and Bootstrap? Because Bootstrap has a lot of components. Like Tailwind UI has a lot more, or not sure if it's a lot more, but they are all goods. I mean, they are all good components, uh, responsive, and they and they fit together as uh, as well. So because so before buying Tailwind UI, I was using a Tailwind UI. I was using Tailwind, but with free components. So you have um, a lot of website like a, a Daisy UI or this kind of stuff. We gave right. you it gave you like super small component, um, but with Tailwind UI you have you, are, you can have like a, a pricing page, like directly a pricing page, or testimonials, you know, uh, section, or uh, feature section, logo cloud section, this kind of stuff. So you can build. Okay. So yeah, they, they basically split uh, landing pages or web application or even e-commerce into small components, and you can plug in, plug and play your the component into your uh, into your projects. So you can have like super small, like list or this kind of stuff, but also big one, like a testimonial page or pricing or this kind of, you know, big, okay. big stuff. Yeah, that's definitely better than Bootstrap. Like I could use that for landing pages. Yeah. But for the, for like an actual web app, just a UI, like we're talking about like a form that's, you know, like that's going to have validation feedback when you enter <laughs> something invalid in a field that, you know, when should it be a select? When should it be a multi-select? Um, should it be a multi-select that does auto-completion? So it's free text. You, you know, like all those UI and UX decisions is is where I struggle. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they have also forms and and a web app component, uh, and they also have like a big page with form included in the page directly. 
So you have like a okay. nice design of the page, not not only the form component. So yeah, it, it helped me a lot, um, way more than everything else uh, in the past, I think. Uh, I've been That's using right. Bootstrap in the past and this kind of stuff, but if you want, yeah, you should definitely have a look uh, if you suck at design like me. <laughs> right. Well, that's it. I mean, I always use Bootstrap as a as a crutch. Like basically, I don't have to make those design decisions. Like, yeah. But uh, I that's I think it's one of the first roles I think I would outsource. Like, if someone could do the front end development for me. Oh yeah, the I'll, the whole front end development. Yeah. Yeah. So do the whole interface for you know this new importer. So like, how do you how do you add API keys and how do you how do you fetch lists of tables and then map yeah. the fields? Like all those things, it's where I struggle the most. Yeah, it takes forever. Uh, yeah, it takes forever for sure, and that's why we are happy with the new version of Focus Plus because the designer uh, delivered the, the the UI, but also like a prototype. So, so the the front end is basically done. We just have to put our logic behind it to make it works, and that's a huge. Uh, save of time for sure okay yeah so do you have an idea of when when focus plus is going to be ready yeah that's a good question um i don't know i i think we need at least one more month uh, to to do it so I'm, I'm super busy between my job board and my other product my other SaaS product plus i'm doing marketing uh like on twitter i have a newsletter on this kind of uh marketing things so yeah I'm, I'm super busy right now uh so i don't have that much time working on on focus plus uh, but uh before november could could be great uh like in a month or something um releasing the the close beta for now and then and then we'll see okay so what what are the other like the 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 job board like what does that entice like what what kind of work do you have to do for that <clears throat> so i i i totally redesign it because i i kind of pivot uh instead of a classic job board now i'm trying premium newsletter so you can subscribe to the job offer to have the you know every week the job offers but if you want only job offers that fit your uh, language uh, programming skills and uh, location then you can put it in a in a in a form subscribe to a to a premium newsletter and i will send you only the the relevant super relevant uh, job offers so i need to to improve this because i'm doing it pretty manually for now oh. uh, i also getting a lot of job offer manually for now uh, so i need to automate a bit this part and i also need to uh, improve the SEO. Uh, a lot of work will be about programmatic SEO, I think, um, uh, at least for the next uh, month or, or maybe two, create some content and, and trying to improve the SEO of the job. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that, that's something that always interests me. Programmatic SEO. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. You'd I, be surprised how, how many customers come to Power Importer to do that. Like they, oh, really? they want to, yeah, they, they, they want to use like Airtable so they can give it to someone to just fill out this, fill out these tables with data. And then they can just generate all these pages on Webflow for all these terms and 
okay. images. Yeah, I want to do it. Uh, I want to do it as well. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm still not sure about the right angle to do it. Uh, I mean, what kind of data should I put in my Airtable to generate some page? Uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, about the company that are fully remote, like a company description, name, logo, this kind of stuff, or if I'm going to put like a um, job title, like uh, C sharp developers, PHP developers, and, and create right. a page for each one. But yeah, I, that's also something I wanted to try, and I'm going to try it with a uh, with remote affair, I think. And I will okay. do it uh, with my like. Yeah, with code, I think it's pretty much like a blog. Um, so could be not so hard to do, I think. Yeah. And see uh, see what the... Because, yeah, job boards are... It's it's all about marketing and getting traffic on your job board. So you have to be good at either creating content or SEO or both. So Right. Yeah. And how do you source your jobs right now? Um, so I'm... So, I have a few API, Remote.io is one. Um, I also go to a French job board and, and do it manually. Um, uh, yeah, you have some uh, government uh, job board as well, where I can get some. some uh, so yeah, half of them are, are, are through API and the other one I do, it, I do it manually for now. Okay, really? So how... Like how much time do you spend per week finding jobs manually? It's not that much. Uh, I think I, I spend maybe two hours a week uh, for the job and sending the emails. Oh, okay. That's not that much. And uh, yeah, that's also why. So I, I spend my whole summer break um, thinking about remote affair. <laughs> if, I, if I should like uh, shut it down or restart it. And, but I think I can... So I restart it because I think I can, I can do it. I, I can run it without much effort. Maybe a few, really small amount of time every week. So I said, okay, uh, why not continue using it and, and see what happens if something happens. Oh, that's that's really interesting. Like, how do you how do you decide like whether to shut shut it down or, <laughs> or pivot? In this case, you you sort of pivoted, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's super, super hard to decide. Um, and so, yeah, I, I shut down a few projects before uh, and I pivot a few of them as well. And I'm always insecure about it. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I shut down a project like a year ago or something, uh, the Pipe Social, the CRM for Twitter DMs. Oh, really? Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah, I shut it down because my co-founder left, uh, because he, he found a, a regular job, and because we built the wrong product, I think. Uh, so we didn't have the bandwidth to continue, so we stopped it. And I'm still so it's it's uh, yeah a year ago or something, and we are I mean I'm still insecure about it. I'm still <laughs> talking with people saying maybe you know I should. <laughs> I should restart it. Uh, yeah, recently, like a few days ago, I talked with a guy that was looking for a serum for Twitter. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> because I, I, I made it before. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's super hard to know where to stop, when to stop, when to not stop, uh, when to pivot. That's really 
really hard. I think what we should do is take a decision, time box it, like, okay, I will restart like my job board and try to get some results in three months. And if I got nothing, then, then take a decision again. Okay. So for, for remote FR, like it, it was monetized, right? Yeah. Not, not, okay. yeah, yeah. The, the business model before was to, um, have company paying me to put job offer on the, on the job board. Okay. So, so I had a few, uh, in a month, in a year. So that's, yeah, a very, very few. Um, but yeah, you, you cannot, you cannot have company paying you if you don't have any, any traffic, any relevant traffic. So you need a few thousand visits every, every month at least. Um, so that's why I'm trying to pivot it because I can monetize from day one with uh, right. developers. Uh, and I have a few customers already, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I will try to push, get some traffic and see what happens. I mean, that's this is the the typical two-sided marketplace that's yeah. super hard to build. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, but at least you, you know how to source your, your jobs, right? Like, like you said, you, you yeah. have some that are through an API, some that are manual. Yeah. As long as there's new ones every week. Yeah. And one, yeah. One thing what is, uh, that was super big into the decision as well, what that I created a podcast. Uh, so, so back in January, 2021, I created a job board, Remote F4, uh, for French dev. And then I said, okay, you know, I need to create some content. So I created a blog, put some, a few uh, blog posts on it, like two or three. I was, uh, pissed off writing down blog posts and I wanted <laughs> to, and I wanted to create a, a, a podcast, uh, about something, anything. So I created a podcast about remote, uh, in French like uh, in April or something, in May or something. And so I've, I've been doing it for a year, eight, for more than a year now, 18 months. I've, be, I've been recording and, and, uh, and pushing 26 episodes. And I start to have okay. some traction from the podcast at times. So I have some traffic on the, on the podcast website, which is podcast.remotefr.com. Um, so it improved my, my SEO on RemoteFR as well. Okay. And, and that's also why I restart Remote FR because I said, okay, I want to continue the podcast for sure uh, because it's super fun to do. I meet a lot of great people and stuff. So, okay, Remote FR was kind of dead. And I said, okay, I, I just, I will put some effort to re to pivot and redesign Remote FR so you know, people can buy stuff if they want to. And, and I will at least continue the podcast. So even though I don't do anything, any content or any programmatic SEO, this kind of stuff, I will always have the podcast on the side uh, and eventually bring me some attention, traffic and this kind of stuff, maybe. Right. Is the podcast monetized? Or? No, not yet. I mean, I, I, I tried, I tried um, NFT. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a friend of mine uh, who started a, a startup uh, about NFT for podcast. So you can, so I, I create a NFTs for, for my podcast. You can buy an NFT. If you, when you buy an NFT, you're part of the community. So you access a private community. Uh, you have special perks, this kind of stuff. And I try it. 
and I made a few a few dollars with it. Uh, but I'll, I will continue because I love the I love the way of building a community, and and that's fun to you know you can also create a DAO uh, inside your for your podcast, so you can you know cre create uh, events or this kind of uh, stuff only for the members of your community. So I, I will continue to try. Not really okay. for the money, but because it's it's fun to do and to explore this, right. this space. <clears throat> so the podcast is is mostly about remote work? Yeah, it's only about remote work. Uh, okay. There were no, not much podcasts about remote work uh, in French uh, when I started it. And, and the only one that were there was uh, about HR, you know, uh, HR issue right. side to the remote, blah, blah, blah. And that was super boring. So I wanted to create something where people that are remote workers talk about their experience, how they did it, why they did it, what works, what didn't work. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I did it for 18 months now. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Like, I find it so much easier to create content on a podcast and blogging or yeah, yeah blogging it's super tough yeah if, yeah i tried recently because uh, and if I, yeah I, I want to create some uh blog for user booster as well uh, because i continue to push user booster also it's a um, user booster is a notion template and um i discovered that uh, copy.ai um have um, a blog post wizard so you basically put on the title, a few keywords, you will output uh, the, the the section title, like uh, three or four, and then you can modify it and then it will generate some bullet points and out of the section and the bullet points, it will generate the, the whole blog post with introduction and conclusion. And it works pretty well. Uh, I was amazed, so I tried it last week, and I was always amazed to see that in, a, in a, I don't know, like 15 minutes, you can have a blog post. Uh, really? Yeah. 15 minutes? Yeah. You still have to edit, add some, you know, uh, change a few words, uh, add, a, add, a, add a few links and, and stuff. But I think in less than an, an hour, you can have a, like a, a 1,500 words blog post. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's yeah, that, I was amazed to see it. Yeah. I, I should definitely try that. Because I've tried writing blog posts before. I mean, that's why I hired someone to do it for me. Because I just, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a perfectionist, and it, it's not clear when. When are you finished writing? Right. <laughs> like code, code is so simple, right? It's when the tests work. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, a blog post. When are you done? Like you can, you can modify it continuously forever. Okay. So I'm I'm not a perfectionist. So what I do is I I try to, to to write the first version of it, and I'm done with I'm when I when I told everything I know about the topic, for instance, and then then I put it on the side for one day, go back after a day, read it again, edit and post, and post. Okay. <laughs> really. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I can see how that would would work. Because then when you're writing, you're not critiquing yourself too much. You can just keep yeah. writing. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so, yeah, also recently I tried to uh, improve my SEO skills. Um, 
I wanted to learn SEO and see if I can get fast results. And and, uh, and I don't know if you tried it um, to really target SEO if you, or if you created some blog post because you wanted to create some blog post or if you have like SEO in mind. Um, but I, I feel like uh, it's not super hard if you have the right tool. Um, I mean, okay. at least to have a blog post that rank uh, number five to 10 in the Google search. Um, so yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the kicker is that I actually have an open AI account now. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And I, I use it all the time for small things, but I, I knew it could write it could write like summaries of blog posts for you and but I just I just assume it's still gonna take me forever to write a blog post because I'm a perfectionist and Yeah. But now now I'm definitely gonna give it another try. And 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 okay, and um so you said that you hire uh, a writer for, for you to write blog posts? Um, and and why did you why did you stop it? I mean, well, the articles that they were writing were they were good quality, like, but you know, like I said, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> they they weren't written by me, so it was really hard for me to share them, like to to go on Reddit and share the article. Like yeah. I felt like it it really feels. I mean, I I, I suck at marketing, right? That, that's the <laughs> truth of it. So I really hate self-promotion. And so I, 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 I shared a few on Reddit and on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, but then it got harder and harder to share them. I felt, oh, no, I'm being too spammy now. And so I okay. would stop sharing them. So then I was just, okay, they're, they're being created for SEO purposes. But SEO takes time. So I wasn't seeing the results yet. So I said, you know what, let's just pause this and... Let's wait a few months to see when SEO kicks in. Is it worth the money? Okay. So, yeah. So now SEO is kicking in. I'm still not sure if it was worth the money, but (laughs) so I I haven't hired them back yet. So that was a good decision to stop, you think? Yeah. I I mean, I I think so. It was very conservative. And that's, that's something else I'm really bad at. Like, I see some people when... When they run a business, they reinvest every single penny back into the business. Yeah. So, and sometimes they don't even care what's the ROI. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, let's, let's put that money back in the business and we'll, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty bad at that. Like, so, so for ads or, you know, SEO, things that, that might take a while before you know what the ROI is, I'm, I'm, I'm so hesitant. I'll try it for a month, then I get I get scared and I stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it's yeah. I think it's pretty wise to do it that way when you're in jackers and you don't have like a crazy product that is doing like 10k MR this kind of stuff uh, because we don't have any back um, any backup. Um, so when you have like a product that is working but a kind of ramen prof- profitable, uh, reinvesting everything into the growth or you know marketing effort. Uh, not sure if it's a that's that's a very good way to crash your product and your life. No, like <laughs> yeah, to go bankrupt. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's in most VC backed companies. Yeah. Like that's the recipe. Is you got a bunch of money from investors, <clears throat> and you gotta spend it all 
And it doesn't matter because we'll spend it all on growth and then we'll go ask for more when we run out. Yeah. And and it's either it's either we make it big or we we go bankrupt. Yeah, but that's okay, I think, because that's part of the game, of their game at least. And also yeah. they, they pay them theft. I mean, there are no like a founder from a VC back company that, that raised a Series A, for instance, is not ramen, ramen profitable. You, you got like a decent uh, paycheck every month and this kind of stuff. It's not his money, so that makes a lot of difference as exactly. well. Exactly. No, exactly, right? It's it's not your money, so yeah. I I, just, I want to make it big or, or go home. Yeah. So you just spend their money, ask for more when you run out, and eventually it works or it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll start a new product afterwards, and again, using someone else's money, I'll, I'll try again. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and also... Uh, you mentioned Google Ads before, and uh, that's super hard to to have like a positive ROI with Google Ads or with ads in general. So, putting right. all your money on Google Ads for you know a few months, trying to see if you can find some ROI is like super super risky. Um, I'm not sure if it's the right decision. Uh, it's probably the, a better decision to outsource some some part of the work like the front end or or even the blog post if you want to, but uh, not, gonna, not go all in. I mean, going all in is not for India, I think. Um, no, exactly. We need to manage the risk uh, a lot. But I know that I'm very conservative. Like I, <clears throat> I, I have a lot of money that's just sitting in the bank account and it's just, you know, it's just growing every month and I'm scared of spending it. <laughs> okay. I uh, know I, sh- I should, like... At least like set a, a minimum, right? Like spend 10% of the R, MRR on marketing, let's say. Or... Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably even even more if you have like a SaaS model because you have a SaaS model, right? So you have yeah. kind of a predictable revenue. You know exactly. that, you, that next month you will, you, will, you will have the same amount plus something. Um, so maybe you should, yeah, put yourself maybe a, like a, a limit and say, okay, I made something like 3k mr every every month maybe i uh, i keep two two thousand and then and then the the one extra or the extra uh, will yeah. go in the business and uh yeah no exactly I, I i know i know that i'm too conservative i need to to spend more try to say <laughs> you need to spend money to make money <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, is there is there anything else you want to chat about? Um, no, I think we're good. Uh, that was fun to to step back and, and talk about uh, my journey with you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot for volunteering to come on again. Yeah. Of course. I, of course. I was I was thinking of doing a solo episode, and and then I was like, oh no, that's going to be way too hard. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's fun that you do. Uh, this kind of stuff, this kind of podcast with always a two same guy. I mean, um, same people every time, uh, and and you do it every week, right? Yeah, that's right. And how, how long is the, is uh, the episode? Like on average, we like it. I think we always run about one hour long, even though we're trying to aim for thirty minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And does it help you on your on your day to day life of? hacking um i think so like 
actually Matt and I usually chat for 30 to one hour before we hit record. Okay. Just like talking about things that we don't want to make public yet or, or that we'll never make public. So like more private stuff. So just that is good as an, an accountability yeah. buddy. Okay. Uh, then we hit record and we, you know, we share updates on what we're working on and talk about some indie hacker subjects. And that that is actually gets hard. Like try to do that every week. Like you know, often there are no updates to share. Yeah, yeah. So, every week yeah. is yeah, super often. Exactly. So there are some weeks that we have skipped because we just didn't have anything, and it was like, you know, but we're both busy, so okay, let's just skip this week. Okay. Uh, but um, I mean, you you have guests on your podcast every yeah every time, right? Like, yeah. How much? How much work is that? Not much. Uh, really? Yeah, really not much. Because yeah, so now that I have some traction from of the from the podcast, people are actually contacting me saying, "Okay, uh, I listened to your podcast. Um, I wanted to maybe you should uh, invite blah blah blah, or maybe you should invite me because I'm doing X and Y." Uh, and I want to be on a, uh, on your podcast to talk about it. And then, so I send an email back, uh, book it with Calendly. And then I just only prepare a few questions, like uh, 10 questions about, uh, you know, the, the topic that I want to to go with my guest. Uh, and that's about it. So it takes, I don't know, like 30 minutes to prepare. Basically, I, I, okay. don't, I don't prepare anything. <laughs> only the question, I mean. And then... We, we took one hour to record uh, and and the, the more time spent on the podcast is about editing. We took me like maybe one to two hours per episode per episode. Oh and then and then promotion because I create some teaser uh, subnail, I put it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, blog uh, and on, on some forum in France. So it took me maybe yeah, half a day uh, with editing and promotion. Okay. But the the booking, the booking and the preparation of the podcast is yeah, almost nothing. Okay. Mm, that's yeah. That's good. That's good to know. Because yeah. yeah, there's some there, there's sometimes where we have no updates where it would feel uh, it'd be simpler to have a guest on. Yeah. So we can always chat about something else. But the idea of of like scheduling finding guests preparing doing research that seems like <laughs> that seems like a lot of work yeah i mean yeah i mean for for today's episode we do we didn't prepare anything uh we yeah. just talk a bit before before the, the the podcast and that was it you don't have to prepare a lot of stuff uh, just talk with people and uh, and that's cool i think yeah and if you don't that's edit cool. or promote then you're good <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're good and it doesn't take time, but yeah. <laughs> it's not very good if you're trying to grow a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always want to, I always wanted to create a new one, English one, uh, English podcast for about failures. Uh, okay. And, but yeah, I'm, I'm too busy right now, but um, I probably do it. And if I do it, I try to monetize it to, uh, so I can outsource everything like scheduling. Right. Editing, promotion, and everything. So I just uh, do the podcast, 
because I love doing it. I mean, I mean, that's that's super cool to meet new new people, talk with people about you know problematic and and, and stuff, and then each record and and having meeting with new people every week or a few times a, a month. It's uh, really really cool. So yeah, as right. soon as I have some bandwidth, uh, I'll try to launch the, the new podcast. Yeah, cool. I mean, that's that definitely sounds like a good idea. Like I, I haven't seen. I there, for a while there was a podcast for Failery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Failery has has a blog, but I think they discontinued the podcast, right? Yeah, they stopped the podcast, and I I talked about the ID a few months ago on Twitter, uh, and the the guy from Failery reached out to me. Um, so yeah, he stopped the podcast and he continued on the blog, uh, and he said that he stopped because he had no no idea of guests. I mean, he he did like ten or or fifteen episodes, something like this. Okay. And then he was kind of out of guests. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, if you want to talk about failures, I can come on for quite a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't talk <laughs> around about about my failures on the way for for a few hours. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's really the thing about failures or, or this this podcast is uh, we all talk about wins and how how rich we are, how crazy MRR we are doing. Um, on the India Coast podcast, there is only people that are a millionaire or, or yeah are going to be, and but but ninety percent of the India Coast are. Uh, failed, are broke, and 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 even the guy that uh, that are rich now, like uh, Peter Rivers, uh, tweeted recently that he made seventy something projects in total before. So now he's pretty rich and stuff with the right. remote IO and all this, but uh, but he failed like uh, eighty to ninety percent of the of the product that he worked on. That and, exactly. Yeah. And even like his biggest success is now remote IO, but it wasn't like two years ago. Like yeah. Two years ago, Nomad List was the one that made the most money. And, you know, remote was like sort of on the back burner, slowly yeah. growing. Yeah. And that's crazy to see that. Yeah. I think he made like 75 or project in total uh, and only three to five are making any money so he, right. st he stopped basically like 70 project which is totally crazy to me um so yeah yeah there is a lot of there are a lot to say about uh about failure and, and yeah. how do you stop how do you fail how do you fail fast uh, how do you learn from failure this kind of stuff so yeah maybe one yeah, day no, I, I think there's definitely lots of content yeah <laughs> yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah well Thanks. Thanks a lot for coming on the podcast this yeah. week. Thanks for having me. That was yeah, that's always nice chatting. Yeah, always. So where can people find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me on Twitter mostly. Uh, yeah. Um, my nickname Ange. is Ange Zanetti. A-N-G-E-Z-A-N-E-T-T-I. Um, and yeah, and from, from Twitter you can find uh, my uh, my the project that I'm working on and uh, and everything. So yeah, find me on Twitter. Awesome. I'll share the link in the show notes. Oh, cool, cool. All right. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>